Welcome back to Tracy and Gracie Becoming. This is episode 35 where we're becoming a little emotional. Yep. It seems only fitting because it's February and the month of love and Valentine's Day, all things candies, hearts, roses. I think that it has been kind of an emotional week. I think coming off of COVID definitely plays with your emotions, but also Toby Keith passed and we so sad. love country music. And he was we've... like one of my first concerts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Him and, him and Kenny Chesney when they were touring together. Yeah. Yeah. He was one of the first artists that we saw at WeFest. And I remember when he rode in early for his sound check, he rode in on a motorcycle by himself and he was just amongst the people. And we ended up seeing him quite a few times at WeFest and his stage presence and the production just kept getting bigger and bigger. And eventually Ford became one of his big sponsors and he had quite the show around Ford. And it, I mean, it was just so cool. He's such an American icon, icon <laughs> that it is, it's a huge loss. It's yeah. very yeah, he... sad. He died at age 62 of stomach cancer and yeah. you, I know a lot of people watched, I think it was the people's choice awards back in December where he was on stage and he was so frail, but yet he sounded great. Mm -hmm. And he had that look about him, though, that yeah. you could tell he was at the end of life, or well, at least even, I could. Yeah, even other recent interviews that he's done, he was doing interviews up until a month ago. And he still had his same composure. He did, yeah, he sounded the same even just in conversation, but yeah, you could tell that he, he was struggling, but it was just a few years ago that he was diagnosed because he mm -hmm. was supposed to be in Minnesota in Prior Lake, Minnesota at a country festival thing here. And like last minute, it was like the week of, they canceled it because he was so sick yeah. and had just, and then had learned that he had cancer. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, it really does make you appreciate, like, all of the experiences that you've had, you know, because of him. I think mm -hmm. about the time that we went to the Toby Keith bar that had opened, I want to say it was like in the St. Louis Park area. And that was, you know, he was kind of one of the pioneers with putting his name on a nightclub type country honky-tonk bar yeah. outside of Nashville and yeah. <clears throat> kind of set the stage for that. And after that is when that really kind of caught on. And, and he loved like the little hole in the wall bar. So I think it's kind of cool that, you know, he mm -hmm. started the, I love this bar and he would name some of these little mom and pop bars across the country that when he would be on tour he would visit and you know belly up to the bar and so there was there were several here in Minnesota that he'd kind of give shout outs to and so yeah I keep and, seeing that on TikTok too like the bar owners making videos like yeah. he was really one of a kind like mm -hmm. he would come in here and rave about us to everyone 
when yep. he was doing shows and stuff. So, yep. yeah, he's a cool guy. Yep. I think Red Solo Cup is probably one of the songs that he's most well known for. Yeah. Along with really paying tribute and anthems, having anthems basically around our soldiers who are serving our country. I think he's really well known for that. Like courtesy of the red, white, and blue. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, just an amazing man that will definitely become a legend and never forgotten, but Mm -hmm. no doubt it was emotional hearing that. So yeah. So sad. But being emotional, I think a lot of people immediately think about the unwanted feelings, being sad, being angry. I think being emotional has been coined as with a negative connotation. Yeah. Which is kind of funny because there are so many emotions that it's a 50-50. It's just which Mm -hmm. side of the coin are you experiencing at any given time? Mm -hmm. And really, they don't have to be labeled as good or bad. I kind of to think of them as, are they helpful? You know, being sad, that can be a helpful emotion. It can help you process experiences. And Mm -hmm. it also provides contrast. So... I choose to look at my emotions that way and ask myself whether it's helpful or not. And it doesn't mean that I know that I'm like (laughs) the end all be all to managing emotions, but that has just been super helpful. It's been a great question for me to ask myself when I am experiencing something and I feel emotional, whether it's a positive emotion or a negative emotion, I do ask myself if it's helpful. It's really interesting because people who don't know how to process emotions, they will buffer. They'll do things to numb the emotions, even if it's a good emotion, even if it's a positive emotion, because so many of us have never been taught how to feel an emotion And you just really don't know what to do with yourself. And so Mm -hmm. numbing it becomes the go-to. So a lot of people will turn to food in celebration to try to fill their body up so the vibrations are dulled. It's really a crazy psychological concept, Mm -hmm. but it's so true. Yeah. Yeah, I think to your point, I think that a different perspective to have on it is that all emotions are good emotions. There isn't a quote-unquote bad emotion because it all of them help you experience life fully. They serve a purpose. Yeah. yeah, they all serve a purpose. And if you weren't experiencing the bad ones, you would have no idea what the good ones felt like. Yeah. And so one of my coaches talk about how long do you want to stay in an emotion that might not be serving you? And so he talks about it or metaphorically a hand on a hot stove. It serves as the pain of putting your hand on a hot stove serves as a trigger or an alert to remove your hand before further damage is done. Mm -hmm. Same is true with experiencing emotion. You can let the emotion 
be the trigger for you. It's, it's an indicator that you should be asking yourself questions like, is this helpful or not? Yeah. Because without asking yourself that question, it'll lead to some sort of often it'll lead to some sort of saboteuring self-sabotage and it's good to stay in that kind of conversation, but you, with yourself, but if you aren't, if you don't have more of a emotional intelligence, if you don't have the awareness of, you know, the emotions you're experiencing, if you don't consider yourself an emotional person, that's something that I feel like that a lot of men will say that I'm just most not, men, 99, not an emotional person. I don't get into feelings. And but again, that's also, they don't know any different. That's how society raised them <clears throat> is to <throat> not have mm-hmm. emotions yeah, or to hide them or. Yeah. yeah. So those kind of beliefs can really be limiting in in your life like they can really lead to a smaller less abundant life and and i know it's not just men but really leaning into emotions leads to a more a better experience a more abundant life a fuller life Mm -hmm. Uh, from a personal standpoint we know being more emotional being more in touch with your emotions being willing to be emotional can lead to a more fulfilling life. What do you think are the advantages in more of your professional life? Yeah, I would say, and on all areas, I think it is important to have a high EQ because you not only manage things like stress or overwhelm, you also are able to better problem solve or deal with conflict management. Um, You're also able to better give yourself empathy and compassion for how hard you're working. Mm -hmm. You're also able to know when to celebrate the small wins. Mm -hmm. So I think on all levels, your emotions play a role in every single hour of every single day. Yeah, I think professionally, if you are somebody who is in a leadership position or you are on a team, being looked at as somebody who knows how to manage emotions, I think is a huge strength. people are probably going to trust you more. I think people are going to be able to rely on you. They're going to know that you are going to give it to them straight. You're often not looked at as a manipulator. You're looking, you're looked at as somebody who can be trusted Mm -hmm. and somebody who's more honest. Mm -hmm. But with that being said, People who are more empathetic or quote unquote more loving, (laughs) that strength can be overused and abused and can show up as a people pleaser. And that is somebody that tends to manipulate relationships. And so 
you ha it is a fine line of no understanding that this is one of your strong suits, but making sure that it's being used well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's two sides to everything, of course. So while it can be a huge strength to be somebody that is more tapped into their emotions, yeah, it can also be a huge negative as well. Mm -hmm. If you are maybe processing them at the wrong time or possibly in the wrong ways. Um, yeah, especially when you're leading a team, there are appropriate times to manage your emotions and there are inappropriate times to manage your emotions. Um, yeah, so we've talked a lot about the emotions that are unintentionally being generated. What are your thoughts on generating emotions with intention? Yeah, this is like, this is a concept that I feel like people, this is probably really new to a lot of people. It's something that we work on through our company and we help our clients with through a planner actually that we have that guides you through creating intentional emotions because we've talked about it before, but our thoughts create our feelings and our feelings create our actions. So deciding how it is that you want to feel is, and then how you need to think in order to feel that way so that you can show up the way that you want is so like revolutionary, life-changing in so many ways because you're not, you're now not letting life happen to you. You're deciding how life is going to happen for you. Right. So yeah, deciding how, which emotions you want to bring to the table at what time, especially professionally, if you're going into a meeting, for example, for me, if the if I was leading the meeting full of 20 people, I would typically be very anxious and nervous and do you lead a lot of meetings of 20 people? <laughs> no, I don't. I was just I was trying to for me public speaking is like my worst nightmare and so I was trying to go there. I don't lead any meetings actually. <laughs> thank God. But if I did, <laughs> I would definitely not want to go into them with those emotions because it would not serve me. Generating an emotion of confidence or excitement. Now those would be emotions that would better serve me in, a, in something like a meeting that I was leading for 20 people if that ever happened. <laughs> but those are definitely... <laughs> huge reasons for why you would want to manage your emotions. Yeah. So I gave this or generate your emotions. I gave this lesson today on a podcast and I was explaining to him how we use our self-made day planner and how it holds your hand through making decisions ahead of time about where you're going to be, what you're going to be doing, how you're going to be feeling and what you have to be thinking in order to feel that way. And all of those decisions are made ahead of time. And he's, I don't get it. And so I'm like, okay, for example, 
I have your podcast here on my calendar at noon and I wanted to feel excited about that. And at noon, I feel I had her seven o'clock this morning. I filled in what I was going to be doing in the noon slot in the noon slot. And then I went to the next column that says, how do you want to be feeling at noon? And I said, excited. And then the next column asks the question, and what would you have to be believing? And typically when I'm getting ready to be on a podcast, I want to feel very empowered. I want to feel like I have the cure to suffering. And I truly believe that. And so typically that's the thought that I have is I have the cure to cancer and I can't wait to share it. But that's what it looks like to intentionally generate a feeling to get the result that you want. And since I've been doing this, which has been, I don't know, couple years maybe it's like I don't go on a podcast without being really excited like I'm always in that frame of mind because I made a decision ahead of time I intentionally generated that feeling mm-hmm. there is no winging it anymore it's like I want to create the best days possible and you do that by making decisions ahead of time about every single hour every single commitment that you've made And eventually you kind of get, you kind of catch up to the commitments that you've made in the past. Like if this is something new to you and you start using this, you know, way of thinking this, this kind of self-coaching framework to make decisions about where it is that you're actually going to be and what you're going to be doing. And Mm -hmm. so you really step into this power position and that feels powerful. It feels I don't know. It's it's very empowering when you learn this skill, when you understand that you have full control in areas of your life that maybe you felt like you didn't have control in before. You're taking back that control and understanding that you get to decide exactly how it is that you want this to play out for your for yourself mm-hmm. or your business or your job or whatever it may be. And this can be applied to absolutely anything in your life. I used the planner for when I was going on dates with new guys. And it was a night and day difference because sometimes those first dates can be a little nerve wracking when you've never met somebody. And when I started doing, when I started intentionally creating how I wanted to, or intentionally deciding how I wanted to feel when I went on these dates, that's when these dates became the most exciting part about my week. I didn't have any nerves going into them. I, because I decided that I wanted to be excited and I wanted to be curious about what it was that I could learn about this new person in my life. Yeah. No matter how the day ended up playing out, I always led, I always came in with that excitement and curiosity and it made my dates so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's, this can be used in any circumstance under any condition. Mm -hmm. So I think the takeaway that we have for our listeners is that it's one thing to be an emotional person or to embrace 
the unintentional emotions. I want people to understand that unintentional emotions, emotions that just show up, they are coming from unintentional thoughts that you're having, maybe limiting beliefs. It's, there's still an opportunity to decide what you're going to do with the emotion. Mm -hmm. You can process it by really naming it. What is it that I'm actually feeling? Where am I feeling it in my body? We've talked about that in the past. You can allow it to be there. You don't have to change it. Just sit with it, which Mm -hmm. is way harder than it sounds. And be aware of your urge to want to buffer it, to want to numb it. It's totally normal. Most human beings do that. They'll Mm -hmm. turn to food or alcohol or shopping to numb that vibration, even the good vibration. So it's fascinating to have that heightened sense of awareness around what it is that we do with our emotions. And then the other side of the coin is you have the capacity to create any emotion for your benefit. And we've talked about that. I think... And so along with that, it's really important to remember that you have control over your thoughts and your emotions, and you have no control over other people's thoughts and emotions. So that old adage that you hurt my feelings, impossible. You cannot hurt other people's feelings. People hurt their own feelings by having thoughts that create hurtful feelings. Now, we all understand what that term means, that people can say mean things, yes. But ultimately, the person that's receiving whatever has been said is going to have a thought about it that actually creates the emotion. We don't have that kind of power to be able to make somebody feel something we just don't just if somebody came up to me and was like you're short some people would have a really big problem with that like guys probably would have a really big problem with somebody calling them short but for girls usually we like being called short it's cute right but you see how i had i have a different thought about being short as a guy would have a different thought about being called short right right so you're deciding what you're making that what you're making somebody else's words or actions mean about you and that's creating your feelings yes yep that's exactly it so recognizing that there is a huge spectrum of emotions and we are meant to feel them all so we highly encourage you to become an emotional person, be willing to feel them all. There is really no good or bad. They all have a purpose. What becomes good or bad is the result, is the experience, is the behavior that is coming from an emotion. And you get to decide whether that is something that you like or you don't like, or you want to create more of or less of. So staying in this conversation, coaching yourself, asking yourself very simple questions like, what is it that I want and why do I want it? Or is this helpful? 
yes or no, is that true? That's another great question to be asking mm -hmm. yourself about the thoughts that you're having and the emotions that those thoughts are creating. So heightening your awareness around what it is that you're feeling and that there is a huge spectrum of emotions. We have a feelings chart in the front of our day planner that gives you the primary feeling and then it whittles it down to the secondary feelings because people have a hard time articulating what it is they're actually feeling. There's so many iterations of sad and happy and joy and pain. And so really getting more connected to those is going to make you more emotionally intelligent. Yeah. Wear it like a badge of honor. This is something that I think more people need to connect with, connect with your emotions, know what it is that you're feeling, be able to articulate it, be willing to feel it all. Do not shy away from feeling an emotion. The, this thought that we should never be afraid. We should never be in pain. We should always be happy. Those are saboteur type narratives that you've got to be aware of. They will sabotage you because we will never always be happy and we will never always be in pain and we should feel it all. It does provide us the contrast that we need to live a bigger life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Go forth and be emotional. Yeah. One last thing before you go. Today, the day that this episode drops is actually the kickoff of my Dating Differently program. So excited. I have been working on this for months and months and months and I cannot wait to share it with all the single women out there who want help dating with more confidence and uh, learning to attract the man of their dreams. So if you are one of those single women or you know any single women who are looking to build unwavering self-confidence, to start going on amazing dates, and to potentially find their dream guy, I would love to work with you or for you to send them my way. It is going to be an amazing eight weeks. And the program starts today. So is it too late for them to nope, join? Nope. You can sign up as soon as you hear this. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. And I will leave the link to it in our show notes. Awesome. Well, good luck with that. It'll be so fun to see the transformations that start yeah. to happen. So excited. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. All right. We will see you guys next week.